Thanks for checking out our teaching from this week. Our hope is that it will encourage you to take the next step closer to finding and following Jesus. If you have been blessed by the ministry of Grace River and would like to worship by giving, you can do so online at graceriver.cc. That's graceriver.cc. Have an awesome day, and we will see you soon. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Church Online at Grace River. My name is Chris. I'm the lead pastor here. I'm really excited that you're watching today. It says a ton about where you're at spiritually, uh, that you would take the time in the middle of the summer uh, to spend some time getting closer to Jesus. And so thank you so much. We are in the middle of a series in Colossians right now. It's called Jesus, His Heart, My Heart. And so uh, we're learning a ton about Him and a ton about us and how that all fits together. And so thanks again for being a part of our day today. And so I want to promote a couple things before I get started. First of all, uh, we're getting ready to launch 15 days of prayer. One of the greatest ways you can jumpstart your spiritual life this summer leading into the fall, leading into the school year, is you carving out some time every single morning to pray. And so every morning, uh, starting on August 8th through the 22nd, we're going to gather right here at Grace River Church. Uh, for more information about this, you can go to our website at graceriver.cc forward slash info or graceriver.cc forward slash the weekly. You can sign up. Uh, the weekly is a great way to stay connected to our church. It's basically our weekly program that's online. You can sign up for 15 days of prayer at the weekly. That's again, graceriver.cc forward slash the weekly, graceriver.cc forward slash the weekly. Also, we've got a big announcement that I want to make. Uh, and so I want to make this online today to let you know our church has grown through the spring and through the summer. And so we are proudly announcing uh, by God's grace and his favor, uh, we're going to three services. And so, yeah, let's celebrate. Give us some thumbs up uh, from wherever you're watching. And uh, this is pretty incredible news. And so our new service time starting the second Sunday in September is uh, 8.30, 9.45, and 11. Again, that's the, sun, that's the Sunday after Labor Day. We're kicking off those three services, September 12th, 8.30, 9.45, and 11 o'clock. We cannot wait. And so we're going to need your help, your prayers, as we launch into three services. And so I want you to know we've got a spot for you. And so if you've been joining us online, uh, we're creating new seats, new opportunities uh, for you to meet, know, and follow Jesus. So thanks for being a part of Grace River uh, online and in person. So incredible news. We're going to continue to do online church at 9 a.m. live. And so uh, exciting, exciting stuff. So be sure uh, to, to be praying for this and be considering, man, what role could you play as we launch into three services, as we help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And so as I mentioned, we're in Colossians today, Colossians chapter three. So you can open up uh, your Bible app or whatever it is that you use, your, your phone uh, or your Bible, or you can follow along on the screen as well. Hey, before we go any further, can I just say a quick word of prayer for you? No matter what you've been through this week, God is for you and he's with you. Let me pray for you right now. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes and pray. Father, we are so thankful that you're a God that's with us no matter what is going on in our lives. And so I pray for the person today that feels like they're really far from you. God, I pray today that they would be reminded that you are close to them. God, I pray for the brokenhearted person today. God, we know that you are close to the brokenhearted. And God, I pray for the person today that just wants to take a next step. God, not only give them clarity on their next step, but give them the courage to actually take that step. Again, Father, we're grateful for your presence in our lives. We're grateful for the day that you've given us. Help us to make the most of this day and this coming week. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So uh, Colossians chapter 3 is where we're at. Again, Colossians is written by the Apostle Paul. Paul wrote a little over a third of the New Testament. And uh, this guy's got some incredible things to say uh, to a church uh, located about 100 miles from where he was at. And so he wrote this letter uh, to a church in Colossae as he was in a prison in Ephesus. And so Colossians chapter 3 verse 12 says this, Since God chose you 
to be holy people. Isn't that awesome? God chose you. And uh, that's an incredible promise found here in Colossians chapter 3. But since God chose you to be holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves uh, with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make an allowance for each other's faults and forgive one another uh, as, as the, those that offend you. And then he also goes on to say, remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And so what does, well, I'm going to be answering a question today, what does this new life look like? We're going to be talking about what does this new life look like? Well, first of all, the new life that Paul is talking about here is this really second birthday that you experience. See, we all have our first birthday, uh, which is the day we're born, and then we also, also have our second birthday, which is the day we're spiritually reborn. We've been made new. And Paul talks uh, pretty deeply here in this section of Scripture in chapter 3 about what this new life really looks like. What does it mean to actually be made new? Uh, sometimes uh, churchy language or churchy talk is, yeah, well, just I was made new. I was born again, right? Well, Paul is actually going to go deeper than just church talk here. He's going to help us to actually see how is it, give me the application for how I can live this new life. Have you ever wondered, maybe somebody has said to you, man, I just want to live this new life. Well, today we're going to talk about just how that is possible. How in the world, what does the new life look like? Well, first of all, we have to put on the love of Christ. If I'm going to live the new life, I've got to take off my old self and put on the love of Christ. Now look, at, look here in, in this passage in verse 12. It says, since God chose you to be his holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with a few things here. Tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And so why in the world does Paul use clothes in this passage? I think there's something to this. When he says to clothe yourself, I think there's something to this. First of all, we wear clothes every day. Have you noticed that? Like all of us, hopefully, uh, you're clothed right now, right? Just kidding, right? But here's the thing about clothes. Clothes are something that you put on every day. And here's the thing about our faith, and here's the thing about this new life in Christ. It's something that we put on every single day, right? It's a decision that I make and that you make every day to put on the love of Christ. And so Paul uses the metaphor of clothing here because it's a daily choice. Me getting dressed every day is a choice. You getting dressed today is also a choice, right? It's something that we do. We wear clothes every day. Also, uh, we put them on one at a time. Now, when it comes to your spiritual growth, uh, and, and those things that he talked about, that love and that tender-hearted mercy, forgiveness, that's all something that happens a step at a time. Nobody just gets dressed and throws a shirt and jeans on all at the same time, right? It's a process as you get going. And for some of us, that takes 10 minutes, and for others, of us, that, that takes an hour. And for some of us, that faith journey, it may take 10 months, it may take 10 years, it may take 10 days, it doesn't matter. What's important is, is that you are on the journey. And so make sure that you're taking a step at a time. Put them on. That's important about clothes. You put them on one at a time. And also, they're all important. That's another piece about clothing is that everything that Paul mentioned there was very important, right? To be merciful, to be tenderhearted, to be loving, like to be forgiving. Like these are all very important steps of your new life. It's similar to this. Can you imagine if you just walked around with one shoe on? Like that would be weird, right? Like if you saw somebody with one shoe, it would definitely stand out and you'd be like, dude, where's your... what?" What happened to your other shoe, right? And so uh, what's important about our growth is, is that, we, that, that every single piece of what it looks like to live this new life is really important. So for example, you can't say that you have love and also not be able to forgive people, right? 
So you have to be able to clothe yourself with every piece of what Paul was talking about. And so he says it again here, just an important reminder. Since God chose you to be holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves, again, with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And so it would be weird if I didn't have one of those pieces. And so uh, I'm going to talk to you about the dressing room now that we've talked about the importance of clothing, all right? The dressing room helps us to see that I've got to recognize the truth about myself. Really, when I look at Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, it's really all about the dressing room. And I have to see, I have to be reminded about who I am. What is the truth about you? The truth is that you are not a loser. The truth is, is that your past is not your identity. The truth is, is that the problems of today do not define you. Here's what the truth is about yourself. Based off of this, look, you're chosen, you're holy, he loves you. Again, the truth. You're chosen, you're holy, and you're dearly loved by God. I have to recognize, and so do you, that we are loved by God, that he is absolutely crazy about us, and if there's a fridge in heaven, our picture is on it. Also, I have to see that I'm chosen, that God picked me to be on his team that I was drafted on God's team. If you call yourself a Christian, if you are a follower of Christ today, God chose you. Isn't that awesome? For me, I wasn't very athletic growing up, and so I was the last to be picked on the playground. And so it's a pretty amazing feeling for me to know that, man, God himself said, I want him. And I want you to know, God said that to you, and he's saying it right now to you. God says, hey, I, I want him I want her on my team. Also, you're holy, which just simply means that you're set apart, that you're not, you're not called to this old way of living, that you're called to a new way of living. And then most importantly, you're dearly loved by God. You may not feel loved by other people in your life right now, but I want you to know something, man. You are dearly, absolutely loved by God. So the dressing room is this make the daily choice to put on these things. I gotta be put on daily, mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. And then I also have to make an allowance for other people's faults. I have to know that the people in my life are not perfect, that they are going to make faults. And I have, I have to make an allowance for that. I have to give room and give space to know that they never claimed to be perfect. And isn't it interesting that we have way higher expectations of everyone else than our own selves, right? And so uh, when it's us that makes a mistake, we want grace and mercy. But when someone makes a mistake against us, we want justice, blood, and vengeance. Isn't that interesting, right? And so Paul goes on to say, make an allowance for other people's faults. Like, count on it. Count on the fact. You may have met me or never met me, all right? But you can count on this fact. There is going to be a day, if you get close to me, that I'm going to hurt you. It's just going to happen. And so I'm going to ask you right now to make an allowance for that. And you know what's interesting? Is that if you're married... More than likely, you need to make an allowance right now for your spouse to say, man, they're, they're, they're going to make, if you're dating somebody, uh, if you're in a friendship with somebody, if you have a boss, if you have employees, if, if you have coworkers, if you have neighbors and kids, like you need to make an allowance for other people's fault. And then he goes on to say, forgive anyone who offends you. And remember the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. So he talks specifically about putting on this clothing of allowing, uh, putting an allowance for, for other people's faults and mistakes and also forgiveness. And so what does forgiveness, forgiveness means this, I don't bring up the offense. So when I really forgive someone, that means that I'm giving up the right to talk about it any longer. That I'm, I'm saying this, I'm not going to bring up the offense. I don't gossip about the offense to other people. Whenever I've really forgiven someone, I don't go in and tell a bunch of other people about it. Like I'm done talking about it. It's over the gossip ends. And then one of the most challenging things about this is I don't need to remind myself of what has been forgiven. That 
man, that is in the past and it's over and it's been forgiven. And sometimes it's really difficult to not remind yourself of those past offenses. But I'm telling you something. God took your offenses and separated them as far as the east is from the west. And so if God can do that with you and with me, we can do that with other people as well. That's what forgiveness means and looks like. So what does this new life look like? First of all, I've got to put on the love of Christ. And we talked about the dressing room and the importance of understanding my own identity and all of those things. So I've got to put on the love of Christ. I also have to see that I'm ruled by the peace of Christ. And so that's another thing I have to look at is I'm ruled by the peace of Christ. Look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. And so uh, there was a play at the plate recently, uh, Cardinals versus Reds. And, you know, we all know that we just dislike the Reds, right? Uh, but uh, Woodford made this play at the plate, the pitcher. And you could see this moment, right, uh, where uh, I don't know where Yachty's at in this picture. He's, he's out doing something, I'm sure. And you could see in the picture, if we're watching this game live, who are we going to be focused on at the play, at the plate. Now, we're, we're focused on the, our pitcher. Uh, we're focused on the Reds player sliding, Castellanos. Uh, but then we're also focused on who? We're focused on the umpire. Why? Well, really, at the end of this play, the only thing that matters is this umpire saying he's, he's safe or he's out. That's it. That's all that matters in that moment. And if I want to say that and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. What is really happening in this terminology rule is the same as umpire. That's the same exact phrase right there. And so let Christ be the umpire of your heart. And I wonder, is he? In your life, are we looking for him? for guidance, direction? Are we looking for him as our yes, as our no, as our safe, or, or, or as our out? Or are we looking to our own feelings? See, the peace of God cannot come in my life as long as he doesn't have the rule and reign of my heart. See, what's interesting is we oftentimes will just give God little pieces of our heart, but not our whole heart. And so he goes on to say, for as members, you are one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. And so three essentials for peace, okay? We are one body, right? So we're one collectively together. We have God's calling, and it's important for you and I to be thankful, man. If I'm going to have peace in my life, I have to see that I'm called to something greater than just myself. I'm called to be a part of the church which is, man, we're one body when we're together. And then I also have this calling on my life. Like, it's significant to look at and think that, man, God has called me to live in peace. God has not called you to live a life full of drama. God has not called you uh, to live a life full, full, full of turbulence. Like, God wants you and I to live in peace. And I don't know if you've ever had a friend that it just seems like drama always follows them. Right? That's not what God has called you and I to live like. God has called us to live in peace. That can't happen, though, until he has the rule and the reign, until he's the umpire of our hearts. So you live in peace and always be thankful. There's this contentment piece in here that Paul is adding in, this, this level of thankfulness to say, man, if you really want uh, to, be, to put on the love of Christ, if you really want to live this new life, man, it's important that you and I be thankful. We're one body. We have God's calling and to be thankful. And so, uh, so if, if in order for me to live this new life, I have to say, man, I'm ruled by the peace of Christ. So the new life also looks like this. This is the la one of the last things. We are filled with the message of Christ, is that you and I have one message with our lives, right? And that's not to sell a product 
That's not to sell a team. Uh, we, are, we, we have one message in our hearts and our life, and whenever we have this new life in Christ, we're full with that message. Look at this. Uh, let the message about Christ in all its richness. I love that. The message of Christ, the good news of the gospel, which is this, you no longer have to achieve anything with your life. It's not about achievement. That's what religion says, right? Religion says, I have to achieve, do better, try harder. The good news of the gospel is this, is you simply believe and receive what's already been done for you, that you fill your lives and teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And so what does this new life look like? We're filled with the message of Christ. And so, uh, and, and whatever you do or say, you do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. This is really interesting. If I'm going to have a heart that's full of the message of Christ, it simply means whatever I do and say. And the term whatever just simply means all that you do in whatever you do or say. So your actions and then also verbally what you say, make sure that you do these things as a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. Like you may not think of yourself as the kind of person that would represent Jesus. But what's interesting about what Paul says here is he says that every single one of us are representing Christ every single day in what we say and what we do. And so whatever you do, do it in the name of Christ. And whatever you say, you got to say it in the name of Christ. And my question to you today is, how is this going for you? Like a clear next step for you may simply just mean like, dude, I have not been living up to this. I can tell you that in whatever you do, you may not be doing it in the name of Christ. And I can tell you that whatever you say, you may not be saying it in the name of Christ. And this may be a moment for you to really reflect and think, man, how can I fix that? How can I course correct that? How can I make that Right. And so uh, what's in a name? So again, we were talking about put, doing it in the name of Christ. Well, first of all, in the name of Christ, in someone's name is purpose. In someone's name is power. In someone's name is promise. So with the name of Christ, we, we, you and I gain purpose, that we're a part of something way bigger than ourselves, that we're a part of a co-mission to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. What's also incredible with the name of Jesus is there's power behind the name of Jesus, that it's his name that's above every other name. And so what's amazing about the name of Jesus is that you and I, when we go out under our own authority, it doesn't mean a whole lot. But when, we, when you and I go out in the authority of Christ, and when I say we go out, when we go to, to our workplace, when we go to our neighborhood, when we go to our schools, like we go out not in the power of Chris Highfill. Uh, we don't go out in the power of Grace River Church. You know whose power we go out with? We go out with the power of Jesus. There's power behind his name. We also go out with his promise, which simply means this, that he's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us, that Jesus is always with us. So no matter how low the valley, no matter how dark the night, no matter matter how difficult the situation is, he is always with us. That's a promise that, that can be kept. So what does this new life look like? The fourth thing is we are filled with the message of Christ. So I always love to give you some really clear next steps. So I, as we wrap up, I just want you to consider, man, what is your next step? And one of these may be your next step, or heck, maybe all of them are. And so uh, you can take a screenshot of these or whatever you may want to do if you're taking notes. But what's your next step? And so who is one person that you're just going to decide you're going to love in the name of Jesus this week? Like that one person that may be kind of difficult for you to love, who is that one person that you're just going to decide, man, I'm going to love that person? What's one decision you need to, to, to make about the rule of Christ in your life? Like, 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 will he really rule in your life? And what's the one thing that you've decided he can't rule there? Is it in your relationships? Is it in your sexuality? 
Uh, is it in the way you talk? Is it in a habit that you have? Is it in the amount that you drink? Like, what is it? What area of your life have you said, he can have all of this, but he can't have that? I wonder this week if you would say, no, I'm going to let him umpire the entire part of my life that there isn't anything that I'm in charge of any longer, that he's in charge of it all. Maybe one person who you can share the word of Christ with. Like, what's, if, if you're going to say, man, my life is going to be full of the message of Christ, that I'm going to represent him in all that I say and all that I do, who's that one person that God may be putting on your heart that you could share the love of Christ with this week? And the last next step would be, what's, what's one place you will begin acting in the name of Christ? Like, what's one place, not... Not that you'll put on a show and act like an actor or an actress, but what's one place that you will stop being passive and be on mission and say, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there and I'm going to represent the name of Jesus in all that I say and all that I do. I want to say thanks so much for watching today. I want to pray for you before our time is up. And I'm going to pray that you have the courage uh, to not only know the next step, I'll leave these next steps up here, that you would not only have the courage to, to, to have the knowledge to know what the next step is, but the courage to actually take that next step. Hey, let me pray for you. Father, I'm grateful for my friends that watch today. Help every single one of us to take a clear next step. And God, I, I again, I pray for my friends watching that you would give us the courage to actually take that step. We thank you uh, for the example of Jesus in our lives and this message from the Apostle Paul, which helps us to see that we need to clothe ourselves with something. God, in order for us to live this new life that you've called us to, this new abundant life that's better than any kind of life we could ever plan for ourselves, God, help us to do the work every day of following you. Again, I'm thankful for my friends that are watching today. Bless their week this week. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We would love to see you at one of our 9 or 1030 a.m. worship services. We hope you have a great week.